0: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the course creator community podcast. And I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that every week about every guest, uh, but this person actually is. I've been following them for a a long time. Um, I respect them just as much, if not more than anyone else in in the course creator industry. So super excited to to have them on. Uh, It's my good friend, Claudia Lee. Claudia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. That was a joke for the listeners and that was a joke for the the (laughs) guest as well. Um, The guest we've got is the founder and director of SamCart. Now, most people listening to this, you've probably seen SamCart around. You might have seen some of their social media, seen some of their Facebook ads, um, used the software yourself either for for hosting your course or for selling your course. Uh, We've got the founder, the one and only Mr. Brian Moran. Brian, how are you? Doing good.
1: Doing good. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. And just for the listeners, I'm actually a massive SamCart user myself. I think I was one of the first. I was speaking to Brian off-air. He will get into the story. Uh, But I've been using the software since 2014. And Claudia has as well. Maybe not since 2014, but I don't even know if she was alive then. Uh, But she's been using it for the last couple of years. And we're both massive fans. So we're super excited to have him on. Uh, But before even speaking about Sam we'd love just to hear your story, Brian. So you told us a little bit off air, but um let's dive into it. Start where you want to start. Where did it first start with you in this whole online course space?
1: Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people, I think you've we rewound, did this interview a couple of years ago. A lot of folks probably would know the story, but we you know, it's hard to time flies, it's hard to imagine it's already. 2023 and a lot of folks now just think Samcart's all, you know, me and my younger brother Scott have ever done, but we we were course creators in the beginning. It was the money we made from our two course businesses that funded the original version of Samcart that you bought back in 2014. So I appreciate all those years of uh you being a loyal customer. But yeah, for us it, it all started back in 2009. So I graduated college the year before that. I was engaged to my wife um you know, we've been married now, it's hard to believe again, almost fourteen years, have three kids asleep upstairs. Hopefully. Whoa, 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 hold on.
0: You said you've been married for fourteen years. Yep. Did you get married when you were five. How does how does that kind of uh
1: I'm uh, I'm almost I'll be thirty seven next week. So we did we got married young, but not yeah. not very young. <laughs> just a year out of school. Okay, but nice. I was like a lot of course creators or aspiring entrepreneurs. I was in a, a job I couldn't stand. I had you know, a new family that I had to make money for. and was trying to figure out how do I balance this desire to go off on my own with a full-time job that's taken up a bunch of my time. How do I actually do this? And so I got the, this idea in 2009. I kind of stumbled into the, the course creator space kind of before there were a lot of the mm. gurus and experts like there are today. And saw all these guys that were selling this course and they had a course about how they did it. And I bought it and was like, look, I'm, I'm going to figure this thing out. If these two jokers can do it, then I can do it. <laughs> is, I think what gets a lot of us into this, we see folks that we know were smarter than more capable than. Um, and if they're succeeding, like why not me? It was the same thought process went through my head. And so I got started on this journey and the first site we started was a site called trainbaseball.com. So I was a big baseball player in college, was pretty good, never made it to the pros, uh, but got close. And I, so I thought, look, if I'm going to make a course or start a site or a blog, I'm at least going to do it in something that I'm passionate about so that if it doesn't work, at least I have fun doing it. So we started this little blog, had to figure out how to build a website. You know, this is again 2009. So things are a lot harder to do back then, With you know, you had to by hosting and install WordPress yourself and find a template and learn how to design it, mm-hmm. then start creating content, figure out SEO. Like it was, it was a, a year and a half of learning things the hard way. Mm-hmm. And we created this little ebook and a course to go along with it. And that business sat at $0 in revenue for like a year and a half, two years.
0: Yeah, okay. um,
1: So I'm sure you, you know, either know a lot of folks or have experienced it yourself. Like at the beginning, it's not, you know, there's no instant success that never happens. Um, so, yeah, we we struggled for, for a while. My wife thought I was crazy sinking all this time into this little website. But, um, you know, I convinced her, look, I'm going to figure out a way to make this work. The The pivotal moment, moment for us was, I guess it was early 2010. Um, I stumbled across, I don't know if you're, you're familiar with him, but Ryan Dice was like one of the guys that taught me a lot about how to actually sell not just yeah. create a course or build a podcast or build a blog, but how do you actually convince somebody to buy from you? And w- when I realized that was the missing piece in my business, I like went super deep, bought everything that he had started studying all of the right pieces of my competitor sites before I was trying to make my blog as pretty as everybody else's yep. write as much content as everybody else create their my course, the same way everybody else did. But I I didn't realize in my head, like, none of this matters if you don't know how to sell. Yeah. So I finally learned how to sell, how to craft a sales letter or a video sales letter or a webinar, however you're going to actually convince somebody to buy. And luckily got really good at it. And instantly sales started flowing in when I finally crafted my first actual sales page. And that, you know, I don't want to say the rest is history because it was still a long journey <laughs> after that. But that's what finally got money to start rolling in wasn't a lot but you know a couple hundred bucks and then a couple thousand bucks a month in those early days was all i needed to kind of keep the dream alive
0: and probably it gave you that proof of concept there's kind of like yeah. only so long you can make, make zero dollars but even once yep. you make that first dollar that first hundred dollar that first okay i know there's more in this so that's great yep. and i want to continue to the the rest of your, your story but i'd like to dive into a, a few things here even just for my own curiosity So to start with, the major kind of marketing was your blog. There was a blog, you're posting content on there. And the sales strategy that you were trying to implement before you met or before you started following Ryan Dice, what did that kind of look like?
1: Uh, I literally think there was like a buy button, like I made a little banner, (laughs) like a five by five (laughs) banner on the sidebar of my blog. They just had a picture of my ebook or the course and like a PayPal buy button. And that was it. And I think I eventually graduated to like kind of like a software pricing page, like bullets on the left, little tick boxes of value over on the right, a total value and a buy button. And that was it. Like here's everything you're going to get, like no benefits, no salesmanship, no guarantee, no testimonials, no story. None of the things you really need to make a sale and just hoping people would fork out their wallet and give me their hard-earned money over, you know, very little information over what was inside this product. Gotcha.
0: Now the market, like in terms of uh, the traffic to that site, did it get traffic and it just wasn't converting?
1: Yeah. 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 If I remember right, I mean, it was hundreds of visitors a day. So exactly. well, more than enough to make steady sales. Um, yeah. We blogged a lot. I started using Facebook fan pages. They were like brand new back then, yeah, 2010. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we had like 10,000 fans. Um on that baseball fan page, weren't running any. I think I might have tested Facebook ads, but if I did, it was like fifty dollars in and no sales, and probably never tried it again until and I started making money. Um, so yeah, we had we had plenty of traffic, just nobody was buying.
0: Did you learn to get traffic to that website? Did you learn and study and do courses, or was it just because you were good and you knew your stuff? And and or was it luck? Or how did you get that traffic initially?
1: I think I I got deep, not super deep into SEO, but, you know, I watched other folks that had great blogs and just did the common denominator, the same thing today. I mean, you can, you can kind of game and hack the system a little bit, but it still all comes down to make great content and the internet will reward you for it. If you have good stuff, people are going to share it and keep coming back. So it was just really good content. I mean, I knew my craft. I was, you know, a a really good baseball player and, you know, I liked, to. kind of imagine myself as a good teacher, a good coach. So I knew how to kind of bring complex things down into, you know, first grade reading level to make, you know, that's a lot of what makes good bloggers. You're a good writer, you're a good communicator. Um, So I think we had that, you know, as an asset right from the start.
0: Gotcha. Awesome. And I love that Ryan Dice story because it's it's similar to me, believe it or not. So me and Claudia, we're big Ryan Dice fans as well. We go to Traffic and Conversion Summit every year, every couple of years um side note i don't want to take the focus away from you but i just want to quickly share a bit of my story um similar kind of thing you know put an online course was making you know a hundred bucks couple hundred bucks a month or whatever reached out to a mentor and he was like hey Johnno, what you got to learn is email marketing go and purchase yeah. this course from digital marketer um the email marketing one you might have might have i was hoping it's the same one that you did it was the machine
1: did you ever do that course? I, I have that one. I, yep, made plenty of money from that one. The one that made the difference for me was he had an old video sales letter course. It was VSL okay. something or other, I forget the name. Yeah. But it was that realizing that to make a sale is just a simple script and yep. all great salespeople follow the same script no matter what product you're selling, no matter what format you're selling in on the phone, through a video, through text, through email, it's all the same kind of, you know, Seven steps, 10 steps, 12 steps, everybody, every copywriter, you know, guru has their own model, but it's all the same thing. Um, And if you follow it, sales will come. I love
0: it. So that was the, you did the video sales letter course. That was what gave you the biggest breakthrough. Yeah. Can I ask the
1: price that you paid for that? It was probably like nine. I think all his stuff back then was like 97 bucks.
0: Oh, okay. So not too bad. All right. I paid about 2000 for that email one. So I might've got in about I remember
1: how I found Ryan was I was the, the folks I was following at the time did a webinar with Perry Belcher way back in the day when he was like a Twitter guru and he had the social media course. That was two grand. I sat through the whole webinar. was like, look, I'm going to buy this. I don't care what it costs. And then I saw this price tag and was like, no way I'm not (laughs) two grand on this thing. Like that shows how little money I had at the time. Um, Yeah, yeah. and so I had to pass on that one, but then luckily found some cheaper alternatives that they had. Nice.
0: All right, so next part of the story. So learned how to sell. You started making, did you say a few thousand a month selling a a baseball course?
1: I think the baseball site got up to like three, four, five grand a month max probably um, before we kind of launched the second site.
0: uh, You're still working at the time?
1: Yep. Yep. yep, didn't quit that job. Um, yep. I actually, yeah, the part two of the story. We'll get to the the the. I didn't really quit. <laughs> it's uh, kind of a funny story, but we can get there.
0: All right, let's get there. So, what's the next step? You're you're working full time. You've seen a bit of yep. success online. You're making, you know, three thousand bucks. Probably not a full time thing yet, but a, a few dollars on the yep. side. What was the next step from there?
1: So from there, I actually kind of on accident kind of stumbled into a mentor-mentee relationship with a really big player in the baseball space. Okay, So I was trying to build relationships, look for affiliates, trying to just meet folks in my niche. And I actually met the, the biggest player in the baseball space at the time, a guy named Paul wow. Reddick, was running, running a site called 90 Mile Per Hour Club. And I met him not on purpose. I was modeling one of his landing pages he had this kind of free cheat sheet giveaway i created a similar cheat sheet he had one for pitching i had one for hitting it didn't go over very well we still kind of jeered each other today over this story but he reached out because he did not like the fact that i was using something similar to his oh wow yeah turned into a whole big dispute i held my ground like a stubborn 22 year old kid would and proceeded to get emailed by every major player in the baseball space that I was making a huge mistake pissing this guy off. Wow. Long story short, we became great friends. He's been my number one mentor when it comes to business. He's an uh, amazing guy. He actually works with us now. But long story short, he flew me up to New Jersey to an event he was doing in the like fitness space. He had this kind of small group coaching uh, seminar that he did. And I showed him the baseball site, was trying to get his advice. And I showed him how I was using Facebook to drive a lot of the, the traffic to my site. I'd started using Facebook ads. They were all, all Facebook was brand new at the time. This was 2010. Yeah. So ads were brand new. Fan pages were brand new. And a lot of Paul and his friends were more old school Google AdWords um, type guys. And when he saw that I had sort of mastered Facebook, whether selfishly or not, he encouraged me to get out of the baseball niche (laughs) and to go start a a second site um, where I was going to create courses about Facebook marketing. His advice was essentially like, look, you can succeed in baseball. There's plenty of money to be made here, but all online entrepreneurs are trying to figure out Facebook right now. And there's no, no one has planted the flag and said, they're the Facebook guy. And if you go quick, that could be you. And you definitely know what you're doing. You're using Facebook every day to grow the baseball site. you got a great story to tell. So go home, start a site. He came up with the name get10,000fans.com on the spot. I ran home. And because of the three years of trial and error, I now knew how to get up a website in an hour. I could create a course in a day or two. And we launched Get 10,000 Fans three weeks later. And within three months, it was doing like 100 grand a month
0: wow okay let's break down a few things there um the baseball side of things did you just give that up did you sell it i kept it going like
1: yeah it still have it today just didn't pour as much energy into it it was kind of a fun pet project to do um but yeah i just kind of slowly gave it less and less attention because the the get ten thousand fan site just really took off it was one of those things that we were in the right place at the right time and Facebook ads were crushing it for us, just printing customers at a huge profit. So we just kept pouring more into it. And I mean, again, not an overnight success story, but one of those times when <laughs> wait, know, wait, things, wait, wait,
0: wait, did you say stuff. not
1: an oh yeah, I just mean you spent the years building the baseball one that allowed you to have builders. Yeah, soccer. and again, it wasn't overnight. It still took, yeah. you know, a couple yeah. months to ramp up, but it was crazy fast. Um, you know, the first 50 bucks we put into Facebook ads into now I knew how to create a marketing campaign, a sales campaign. So I had sales pages and video sales letters ready to go. I knew what upsells were. I knew how to maximize average order value. I knew how to run a business at that point, not just create a course, but I knew how to monetize traffic. I knew how to drive up lifetime value, like the core of what makes, you know, all our top sellers on SAMCART that sell courses. I mean, all of them have all these traits in common. They know where the money is made and they know how to make it really well. And so I had that dialed in and yeah, we just started pouring Facebook ads into it. And it would just every day spit out more money than we put in the day before. So we just kept ramping it up and within 90 days had a million dollar business on our hands that we didn't the 90 days prior.
0: Okay. Let's break some of this down here. So you put the course together. You then used Facebook ads to market it. Do you remember the the costs those days? Like cost per lead, cost per yeah,
1: sale? Lead, that original one, the the intro course was called the fan page timeline blueprint so like the timeline back in the day for facebook it's
0: so funny because i think so claudia is a lot younger than us she probably doesn't understand some of these words like when you're saying facebook <laughs> fan page like, do you know what a facebook no, fan no, no. Fan i was i was in pri- i was in primary school <laughs> i was definitely part of facebook fan pages i had it illegally like facebook because you had to be yeah, like 16 or yeah. 18 yeah yeah <laughs> so all right so actually wait let me get my head around this so the thing you were selling first that first course what was the price point at that the first facebook course
1: yeah that was two payments of 47 dollars. was the front end sold via a video sales letter yeah the i did something was one of the first people to do this everyone started modeling after i don't know if you remember but back in that day on your fan page you could have a landing page inside of Facebook on your fan page. They had these things called custom tabs that you could essentially create a squeeze page or an email opt-in on your fan page. So I created my like build your list page or my, you know, squeeze page or opt-in page, whatever you want to call it. I, that was on my fan page. So my Facebook ads sent, kept people on Facebook, which kept my costs low. Yep.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Facebook likes you to send traffic right back to them. And I would get a ton of fans and a ton of email opt-ins at the same time. Yeah. I was probably paying like 2 or $3 per lead back then. Clicks were like $0.45 cents or something crazy. Gotcha. Um, so, two, so,
0: so 2 $3 a lead. And then yep. so they'd opt in first before they purchased the two times 47. Yep. Gotcha. Do you know conversion rates or cost per sale?
1: I think we converted at least 10% of all leads into that course, either immediately up front or through email follow-up oh. campaigns to those leads. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So that is, let me do my math on that. So $2. So give or take $20 a sale. Is that right?
1: Yep. Yeah. That makes total sense because we had we had a couple upsells. Um, so average order value they, we paid, we got the 47 up front. But we, I think we got around like $80 up front from the upsells. Yep. So it was it was like a four to one ROAS. So that makes sense. Paying $20 a sale, making $80 up front with a little bit of recurring revenue left from that second payment of 47 Gotcha.
0: How much are we putting on a day? Do you remember those? Well,
1: like, I remember asking my wife the day I wanted to turn them on. I'm like, look, trust me, I think this is going to work. Can I put $100 into this? And She's like, well, fine. Like, but that's it. Like if it doesn't work, then we're we're not gonna keep doing this. Luckily, that hundred bucks turned into like three, four hundred bucks immediately. And I let it run for a couple days and then was absolutely terrified to put you know, bump it up to two, three, four hundred dollars a day, but I did it and it kept working. I think we scaled up to like two grand a day, maybe a little bit more. Um still like
0: was making eight grand a day, give or take.
1: Let's take a quick break. right now yeah i mean conversions go down obviously as you scale so it's probably Mm -hmm. still like two or three x uh day one roas but yeah it was it was pretty wild
0: that's great all right now let's even dive that into a bit because that sounds like was it fairly autopilot as well you had the course that was on demand yep You had the Facebook ad and we'll ask a couple questions in a sec on, you know, how long it would run before you you change it or whatnot, but it was pretty much, you'd have an ad running. People would opt in. They'd purchase either straight away or buy the email automation. They then get the log into the course and work through. Was that a hundred K a month, pretty automated or what can you tell us there?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, it it was automated. Now I didn't sit back. I, you know, I, I, I I was one still had my full-time job. But two. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait! You're making a hundred k a month, and you kept your full time job.
1: Yeah, I kept it for like a year. Okay, I I was so terrified to quit because it (laughs) happened so fast. Yeah. Number one, we're still living in a little apartment in like the not nice area of town. So I want to buy a house. You can't yeah. buy a house with what looks yeah. like drug money coming into a bank account. <laughs> like banks want a steady job with a W2. Like it's yeah. not going to go yeah. over that well. So I want to stash away as much as I can. My wife and me are both paranoid that, you know, look, this could crash as fast as it, you know, yeah. arrived. So let's yeah. make sure this is real. Trying yeah. to be as smart as possible. Like it wasn't just me in a dorm room with some buddies like it's yeah, a yeah. I, I have a wife now i, like, I have some yeah. responsibilities let's not be too crazy but yeah yes yeah, they're longer than i probably should have but um yeah it all worked out
0: okay so uh, go back to the autopilot side of things what kind of were you doing other work in the business or that was pretty much you are able just to sit back and let the cash roll in for months
1: Yeah. I mean, we were able to sit back and the sales would come in, but I didn't sit back. Like understanding, once you understand how the game is played and you realize the the money is in the list, the money is in your customers, that once you sell someone, if you continue to make more products and services, they will buy them if you deliver every time. So to me, sitting back was leaving money on the table. So I continued to make more courses to figure out what else, how else can I serve these customers? I mean, over the next year, we probably made. 10 more courses. And he would then, the the automated part would bring people in. They'd buy the front end product and maybe one or two of the upsells. They'd get into an email cadence that takes care of them and make sure they get access to the course, that they get results. And then usually we got on a cadence that about almost every month we would launch a new product. Mm -hmm. And we were in the right market for it. Facebook was changing stuff like every week. So (laughs) we had new, new strategies to share and. I mean that's how we we really, you know the the numbers got even better over the next year because we just didn't take our foot off the gas. I I could have relaxed, but to Mm -hmm. me, if there's money to be had, if you're in a hot space, you know sometimes relaxing it it, at that moment is not always the best time.
0: Hundred percent, uh, awesome. All right, so tell us, how did you get to Samcart? How like this business, this Facebook business sounds like it was great. What what did you do there? Did you Stop that. Did you sell that? Did you, can, did that stay on the side and you built Sam Card? or tell us about that side of your story?
1: Yeah. So we, we ran that for, it was like 2011, 12 and 13. And then right around 2013, the business was get 10,000 fans, uh, was around like two and a half million dollars a year. It was extremely profitable. So it was in a great spot. Mm. A couple of things happened. One, I got a little bored. Yeah. Um, there's only so many Facebook marketing courses, anybody like one human being can make. Um, we knew everybody in the space and I, I saw a couple of paths forward. One, I could just kind of, you know, sit back and, you know, just continue to kind of do not bare minimum, but do the bare, bare minimum to keep this thing going, kind of update stuff along the way, create new courses for any new hot topic that comes along. That didn't sound all that exciting because it wasn't really challenging. Like I kind of mastered the core space. Two, we could, if we want to scale, if we want to get to five, 10 million a year, there seemed to be a couple paths that in the core space, a lot of the big players, they layer on back end, like high ticket coaching or events or masterminds. And I'm like a crazy introvert. I do not like that stuff. We had done a couple like $5,000 boot camps with 20 people that were fun in the moment but as soon as I got home I never wanted to do them again they're just exhausting for me mentally my younger brother loves them like he's the extrovert but for me it just that wasn't how I wanted to live life it just didn't kind of fuel me so that was kind of off the table and the second path that started to get popular around that time like 2013-14 was software Mm -hmm. Um, a good buddy of mine Clay Collins had launched lead pages and went from zero to 25 million a year in like 18 months. Um, You know, obviously Shopify was around like software was becoming a big thing. ClickFunnels would
0: have started about that same time as well.
1: Yeah. A couple of years later. Yeah. Um, So that's to me what that was the direction I wanted to go. I thought this could be, you know, if we build something really valuable and useful, this could open up a lot of doors You know, as a an entrepreneur, I could grow a ton. Like that would demand building a team for the first time. We would be in a space where you can go raise money from you know VCs if you ever wanted to, and meet folks that you just wouldn't meet in the world that we were in at the time. Uh, Recurring revenue obviously was a nice thing to have, Um, and we had sort of dabbled in software. We in 2012 we had 40,000 course customers half a million people on our email list, wow. a million people following us on Facebook. So we had this big audience and we a lot of them wanted software for Facebook marketing activities. So like ad tracking software, software to build those custom tabs inside of a fan page. Um, so we went and found this company that had a, you, you could white label the solution to build those custom tabs inside of a fan page. And that's what we were known for so we partnered up with them rebranded it we called it the five minute fan page um and it was just somebody else did all the tech and we just kind of white labeled this thing and it it we did a promo for it and it generated like 50k a month in recurring revenue that we truly could sit back and do nothing we didn't have to answer support like they took care of everything yeah, yeah. and that's what our first taste of what recurring revenue was like yeah and it was it was nice <laughs> um, so that's when we thought, look, we let's go in. Let's go into software. We got plenty of money in the bank. We could hire a team to build something out. There's a lot of different things we could build for the entrepreneur that is on our email list. And we just surveyed the landscape and said, like, which tool do we hate the most when it comes to running our course business? Like, which one of these is the worst? And the shopping cart was by far yeah. the most annoying thing. We were using Infusionsoft and gluing together all kinds of different tracking tools and hand coding some stuff. And we thought this is not how it should be. There should be something that's easy for a beginner who wants to sell a digital product and still powerful enough for someone who has a million dollar business to do the things that they need to do. And that was kind of when the vision for SamCart was born.
0: That's great. That's, um, yeah, and I agree hundred percent. And that's exactly what I purchased it for. You know, I was using PayPal at the time. And I was yep. like, man, you know, I've got to like, I was uh, not even automated. Like, someone would inquire, I'd send them a PayPal link, you know, they'd pay via PayPal, and then I'd manually send them over the the ebook. So when I had yep. Sam cut, I'm like, man, this is like heaven. So yep. awesome. All right, so tell us about. So, um, what was that process like? How many months or years did it take to go from ID to beta, I guess, or to to selling?
1: You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to move fast, so I kind of had this vision in my head after like a day, kind of drew it all out. And then, yeah, you know, I obviously I knew this. I didn't realize it, but I'm not a developer. I can't code. So we had to go find some engineers in the area and go hire them. Luckily, an old college buddy of mine had somehow become an engineer. Um, it's not, he wasn't studying that in college. So I didn't know that was what he was doing, but we kind of got reconnected, convinced him and a buddy to kind of come on part-time and build out kind of V1 of this thing. Um, paid them a little bit of money to do it. And I think it took us like six or seven months to get a working beta built. Yeah, uh, So probably like Fifty grand total invested, maybe a hundred. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, we had that first version. We started using it kind of internally, just me and Scott, to sell the baseball stuff that was still selling, and then the get ten thousand fans courses. We loved the way it came out. Gave them a couple tweaks to make, and then decided, hey, let's tell the world about this thing and do a. We did like a closed beta, so we did a, a promo. It was April twenty fourteen emailed our whole database of get 10,000 fans followers and said, hey, we have this new thing that we think you're really going to like if you're selling digital products. it's We're we'll only opening it up to 500 people. It was 79 bucks a month originally. And uh yeah, I think like a couple emails later, we'd filled up all 500 spots and the rest yeah. is history.
0: Okay. Can you share figures? I'm super interested. Can yeah. you share like say first year? How many... Yep. Either, either way, how many paying members did you have or how many recurring revenue?
1: Yeah, that first year, I think we got up to 1,000. We, we did a million dollars in recurring revenue. So it was like 80 to 100K a month in recurring. So whatever that is divided by 79 a month, that's how many customers we had. Should be around a 1,000. Yeah, yeah. Uh, year two, I think it's, we got...
0: Just go back for one sec there, um, Brian. Expenses I- at, at the time, like on that recurring revenue side of things, you obviously, because it's probably, two, say probably both, I guess, marketing expenses and then also yep. like costs of running the business, give or take, even just roughly.
1: Luckily, marketing was zero because we had all these course right. buyers that we could just send emails to. No yeah. ads, no, you know, nothing. Were
0: you, still uh, running the, were you still running the Facebook ad business?
1: Yep. Oh, that's great. Yep. Yeah. So that thing was just giving us buyers to sell to, leads yeah. to sell to, fans to sell to. Um expenses man i don't it wasn't a lot i mean the, the we didn't hire the engineers full time they were just kind of contractors i mean they made good you know hourly rates but compared to what we were making it was peanuts i mean probably 90% profit margin yeah. um that's great maybe yeah, maybe like 100 200 grand a year in expenses okay that's great
0: all right can we keep going through next next kind of couple of years what did you actually i'll even share my kind of thoughts on samcart um so i think i started like 2014 and you know, loved it from the start. Kept using it. Um, I've seen a lot of changes recently. Like I feel it yeah. used to be very kind of originally. I feel it was the first couple of years I used it. It was pretty much just a cart, and yeah, you could get um, a basic kind of um, landing page, but pretty much just a cart. The next yeah. kind of step I saw was like then they could be used a lot better. To, to put in perspective, I used to use Click Funnels and Sam Cart. I would yeah. use Click Funnels for the the sales page and opt-in page and whatnot. And then yep. SamCart for the checkout. Then kind of a couple of years later, I'd see SamCart was able to kind of replace ClickFunnels in that side of things with the better um, kind of sales pages. And then yep. more recently, or then I guess probably the next change, and you know, I saw it more for course creators. Then you can actually host your course on there as well. And then even yep. recently, I've seen um, changes with the dashboard and how you can see things. So there's been a lot of changes throughout the years, but maybe yep. just... Um, maybe just, or maybe even just now, can you share how much kind of members you've, you've got on there now or what the revenue with, with Sam is now?
1: Yep. So now, so under the SamCart umbrella, there's actually three brands now. So you have Sam which yep. is an e-commerce platform. You yep. can host courses, you can build your sales page, but what are true bread and butter, like the reason someone should, and I, w- I don't even want to say switch. Cause we don't try to get anyone to switch. If you're, Using ClickFunnels or using Kajabi or using ethic yeah. or Teachable, you actually like, yeah, sure, you should switch and come use our course platform. I think it's a little bit better, but we don't try to get people to switch. We just try to get them to use us to accept orders, to build a checkout page or deploy our checkout form onto a ClickFunnels page or Webflow page or WordPress page. Because when it comes to accepting orders and maximizing average order value, yeah. there's no one than us. Yeah. It's so that's, that's the stuff cool. that really matters. Like we have a course platform. Is it the best? No. We have a landing page builder. Is it the best? No. Mm-hmm. What is the best is our ability to accept an order to give your customers multiple ways to pay, which increases yeah. conversion to allow you to offer multiple products to the same customer, which increases lifetime value. Those are the things that move the needle and why yeah. people move. So you have that brand. Then we have Creator U, which we launched a oh, year that's, ago.
0: That's the course which, one? What's, what is great
1: yeah, It's like Netflix for, for online entrepreneurs. So okay. there's 175 different courses in there. Uh, there's analytics. So you can track your audience growth. There's an AI assistant for running prompts and creating content. Uh, there's learning paths. So if you want to say, I want to launch a course or I want to master Instagram, there's like a track you can follow. It's essentially like a super cheap coach that yeah. kind of walks you through, learns who you are, feeds you the right strategies and tactics. And then there's typeset, which is a company we acquired back in January, which is like an imagine if chat GPT could actually design all of your assets. So it can write a great blog post, can't design it. It can write a great ebook or outline a course or script a video. It can't actually make those things typeset takes all that text and actually makes the output that you're trying to create. It can design social media posts, ads, eBooks, reports, courses, webinars. Um, that's what typeset does. So between all three, we're at like 85,000 customers. Um, wow. revenue.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask.
1: <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of revenue. We're, uh, North of 30 million. I'll I'll give that as ballpark. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's a year, obviously.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you've still got your full-time job at the moment as well. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) But no, thank God. Okay. All right. Not too bad. Um, Well, hey, Brian, that's an amazing story. There's a few questions I always like to finish up with. Now, the first first one's like a, a going back in time one. I try and find a particular point in the person's story. Uh, where they learned something or purchased something and ask how much they would do it for again. So in your case, I think it might be that first ever Ryan Dice course, the VSL one. You purchased it for give or take 99 bucks? Yep. Okay. Knowing what you know now, if he was selling it for 1,000, would you have purchased it?
1: Uh, Yeah. 2,000? I mean, you you could fast forward and just say (laughs) today. Yep. I'd spend a million bucks on that course.
0: Yeah, wow, okay. Like
1: it is the founder, and every course grader should understand this. Like it's so fun for all of us to learn how to build an audience or create beautiful videos or design beautiful PDFs and courses and members area. None of that stuff matters if you can't sell, none of it. Like, and the reason, like I, a lot of folks in the beginning stages, and I remember thinking this about baseball, when no one when you're in that stage and no one's buying or they're not buying in very good numbers, you think your course is wrong, you think the niche has no money in it you 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 come up with all these excuses and the truth is like none of those could be valid if you see any competitors in your space, that space or that niche obviously spends money on things. And two, the problem is never your course, because how do people know if it's good or bad? Like they're deciding not to buy it before you're actually giving to them. So it's not your product isn't good enough. That's an illogical reason. The only thing keeping them from buying is you have not convinced them it's worth the money. Mm -hmm. And that just comes down to salesmanship. And all salesmanship is like, it's a formula. It's not an art. There's not, yes, are there some people that are just better at sales because they're extroverted or they're just more persuasive. Sure. But anyone can craft a good sales pitch and deliver it. It's a simple formula. There's a hundred ways to skin the cat, but mastering that you have to do it. I don't care if you, you know, a lot of people like to say like, I don't, I don't want to be a marketer. I don't want to be a salesperson. Then you should get out of the business because you have to be like, and it it doesn't mean like I wasn't a salesperson. (laughs) Like I, I would not go door to door sales. You couldn't pay me enough money to go sell people to their face all day, every day. Mm. It's just not who I am, but I had to figure out that skill and figure out a way to do it in a way that worked for like my personality. Mm. And so, yeah, that one skill that that course was the beginning of me learning how to do it. I mean, it's between Sam cart and the original businesses. I mean, we probably sold a hundred million dollars worth of products and services since 2009. It all used the same formula. Mm -hmm. Like it, and you can learn it from Ryan Dice. You can learn it from us. I'm sure you have your own formula. Like everyone has a different ways that all work, but they're all essentially the same thing. Like it's conveying value to your customer. It's letting them know you've been in their shoes and that you're trustworthy. It's proving that your product can work through testimonials It's limiting risk with a guarantee. It's speaking to the innermost desire of your customer. Your customer doesn't want your products. They don't want the features of your product. They want the end result that it delivers to them. And if you get good at conveying that to people, you can sell anything to anyone, anytime. And you could have a crappy product and still make money. Obviously, it's not a good idea because that's short-lived. But it's never the product. It's never why people aren't buying. It's the person convincing people to sell it is just not good at convincing them. And it's a skill that can be learned in a couple days if you really dedicate some time to do it. So that's why I, I would, there's almost not a dollar figure I wouldn't pay because it's been responsible for almost every dollar we've ever made. That's
0: great. Well, you saved me a lot of time. I was there going 1,000, 2,000, <laughs>
1: straight to a million.
0: And me and Claudia both agree with that statement there. We, I think both of us love sales now, um, but you know, when we first got into online business, we didn't really love sales, but we loved money. And we realized that the only way to get that money was to learn sales. So we've both spent tens of thousands of dollars learning sales there. Um, And that probably comes on to the next question as well. So Brian, you're a mentor for plenty of course creators, plenty of entrepreneurs out there at the moment. I'd love to hear who your biggest um, mentors have been. If you could break it down in a few different ways, if you could tell us your best paid mentor, so someone that you've handed over money to in the online space, if possible, um, someone that you've handed over money to, whether it was a course or coaching or whatever it may be, uh, yeah. your best unpaid mentor. So you haven't paid the person money, but you follow them on Instagram, you listen to their podcast, subscribe to their YouTube channel, whatever it may be. Some basically, um, someone that the listeners can follow and get tips from, uh, and a yeah. book. That you recommend every online course creator should read if they want to get yep. better at selling online courses. So mentors, paid, unpaid, and book.
1: So two books. One is not a, a sales or marketing book. It's uh, the one thing. It's oh, yeah. just that like amazing book. Just to keep your mind focused on. And again, beginning and advanced course creators struggle with too many ideas. Like I, I could show you the paper like underneath my mat here on my desk. There's things that I can't even let myself look at. There's too many ideas. The one thing is just such a great read and getting you to focus on the old, like narrowing your whole to-do list down to the one thing that is way more important than everything else. Uh, it's an awesome book. I try to read it like once a year. Um, sales. There's a, oh, where is this book? Um, the guy's name is Avaldo. Uh, he is one of the lead copywriters. Avaldo Albuquerque. Um, he has a book, I think it's called the 16 word sales letter. I hope it's on Amazon, but it might be one of those weird books. That's hard to find. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. It's on Amazon, the 16 word sales letter. Uh, that's it. I mean, that's the blueprint for any good sales. The, pitch. the
0: books, the book is just 16 words. Is that, is that what you're saying? Or? It,
1: uh, the title of the book is the 16 word sales letter. Oh, okay. By, I thought uh, you were saying it was a 16 by... page book. And I was like, oh,
0: Claudia, that's one you might actually be able to finish.
1: It it is short. Like it's a good book for those of us that don't like long books. That's for sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, a hundred million dollar offers is another great book for just Mm -hmm. putting together great, great offers. Um, But yeah, the, the 16 word sales letter is phenomenal. Um, I mean, man, I try to learn from almost everybody. So as far as good YouTube channels, uh, I mean, I can go look at like what is my history who I've been watching lately I mean, there's almost nobody I won't learn from at this point. Like, try to keep my ear, you know, close to what's going on across the board. Paid mentors. Um, I mean, this is not somebody that, like, if you're looking for someone that other people could go, you know, hire, I haven't used anybody like that, but the, there's a guy Haroon Maktarzada who sits on our board at SamCard now. He has equity in Samcart, So he's been paid by giving him a percentage of the company to be an advisor of mine he's been an advisor since way back when he's the founder of true bill which sold to rocket mortgage for 1.3 billion dollars a year and a half ago this guy's just a genius and i've known him since he was the guy that we white labeled that tool from 10 years ago um yeah i get just the lesson there again you can't no one's gonna be able to reach out to haroon and convince him to help them out i'm sure he does do advisor relationships with other startups so if you have a a SaaS company maybe you'd get him to say yes but the point there is find someone who's 10 steps ahead of you ideally in your space ideally the same business model it's not a requirement but the closer the synergies are i've found the better and someone you respect and just glue yourself to their hip like stay right next to them bounce ideas off them um the mentors for me have been everything. Like I wouldn't be anywhere without the courses that I bought from guys like Ryan Dice, uh, Jeff Walker back in the day was in his mastermind for a couple of years. I mean, it named the, you know, internet marketing expert. You know, I've learned a ton from all of them. Um, and they're all mentors slash friends that we've known each other for a long time. And between that and, you know, great books and guys like Paul and guys like Haroon, like I, I, there's no way any of this would have ever happened without those folks. Like all I brought to the table was work ethic. And I think that's what folks, when you're trying to find a mentor, that's what they look for. Like if someone reached out to me for help, but hadn't really taken a whole lot of action, I'm probably not going to be too inclined to help. Mm. But if someone said, Hey, like, can you give me a you know quick piece of advice on this whole campaign that they clearly spent a ton of, you know, time, blood, sweat, and tears on, then I'm going to try to help that that personnel, like they're clearly you know a worker and if i give them a piece of advice they're going to take it and run with it so yeah i mean mentors are key learning every, every spare minute of my day which there's not a ton these days with three kids in a business with 150 people but any spare time i get on a plane or train or wherever it's i um, always trying to learn something that's for sure
0: love it awesome well, Brian, it's been great having you on the show. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that are like, all right, this man is awesome. He's inspirational. I want to follow him. I want to check out Sam Cart. So, where do we go to follow you? What's your platform of choice? And where do we go to check out Sam Cart?
1: I'm not really big on social media. You can follow Creator U's uh, Instagram. That one's been pretty active. A lot of you'll see me pop up on there from courses and trainings we do for the Creator U audience. Um, little tidbits will be on there. Um, it's not me. There's a whole team of folks kind of finding the best content, but that's a good place to go. Um, yeah, I'd say between the, the three kind of products under the Sam card umbrella, if you're looking for a way, you know, you have a business that's making sales and you think you could benefit by driving up your checkout conversion rate or average order value, give Sam card Or There's a whole team of people that'll help you set it up. Uh, if you're at the beginning stages, um, and just looking for some guidance on, What do I do next? How do I build my audience? How do I create a product? How do I sell it? Creator U is incredibly affordable. There's some amazing content in there from some of the smartest folks around. Um, That's just over at creatoru.com. And then if you're looking to try out some new cool AI tools, especially ones that can help design all your social media content or digital products, check out typeset.com. And uh, all of those have free trials. You can go poke around and let us know what you think.
0: Awesome. And I'll put all those links in the show notes too. Uh Brian, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you wanted to finish us off with?
1: Um yeah, I guess for your audience, you know, like if you if you're in those beginning stages, you know, you're a course creator and you're you know under a full-time income, just remember all of us have been there. I mean, I sat there for two years I mean two years and tried to never give up hope there were days where I'm sure I wanted to there's probably days where my wife probably wished I threw in the towel and could spend some more time with her that evening um but you know it it worked out like you you keep hunting it'll you'll it'll figure itself out and the cool thing you know about our stories you've seen what a simple little course has the doors that has opened up over the course of 12 years you know we've we're now, you know, a venture back software company with 150 people, raised $100 million, built a, you know, huge platform that's helped a lot of people. And it all started with a course, with a course business that brought us customers that we could service for the next decade plus, that gave us the money to go start other businesses. Um, you know, it it's it's not like you're gonna be a lot of people get into it and they're like, that's not really what I want to do, but. It can open up doors to do the things you really want to do later in life really, really quick. And it's a fun, lean business to start and teach you a lot about business in those early days, how to sell, you know, how to market, um, how to build, fulfill. Like it's just it's a great business for you know, a- anyone to start. So you're in the right spot. And if you're struggling, just know we've all we every single one of us has been there.
0: Awesome. All right. Thank you for your time, Brian.